the straight though, Nature Strip extends his lead on Eduardo, two and a half between them and they're well clear from the rest Nature Strip at the 2.50 two lengths in front, the eight year old Eduardo's trying his heart out but Nature Strip wants his piece of history today and he's got it, here's the TJ treble for the Sprint King, Nature Strip goes on to beat Eduardo, Palele third and wide up Bellucci Bay G'day listeners, welcome to the Triple J Racing Weekly Show Joined once again by the legend from Queensland, Bryce Parker. Been tipping up winners for fun uh, up there for back of Winter Oz. So hopefully we can continue finding winners here on the podcast, mate. How you been? Good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, all's going well and weather's pretty good here today. So I think the tracks will be all right up my way. I know that as uh, 95% of the year's been, it's going to be wet in New South Wales. How's it looking weather-wise, mate? Are we going to be on a pretty heavy track? Well, I'm obviously down south at Kembla Grange, mate, and I can confirm Kembla Grange is a potential of not going ahead on the weekend because it's just absolutely been bucketing down all day today. So we've had a stack of rain down here. Uh, Rose, oh, sorry, Ramwick's, I think, um, been a little bit better for us than down here, but um, I still believe it's going to be a very wet track up there, and I've certainly done form for heavy. So uh, especially his first two-year-old race of the season, it's going to be a real difficult one to uh, to judge. But, um, yeah, mate, we'll be on a wet track for sure on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, what about yourself? Smooth the spree. Massive wraps. Tipped up at $20 on the podcast <laughs> last week. The old uh, highway tipster of the year, Bryce Parker. Well done, mate. Good find there. And uh, what Thanks, we thought- mate. Yeah, good to see Oh, sorry. Yeah, good to see McAvoy. Um, I was I was potting him, took a bit of a risk with him on form. Um, Quinella paid $55, so well done if anyone back King of Spades and, and, and Smooth the Spree and the Quinella. Highways are just... For some reason, mate, it just works for me. I think it's a midweek form, but getting off that really heavy ground looked like the key to smooth the spray. It kind of just popped out of nowhere. I thought King of Spades was going to win the race. So really good ride from Kieran. I potted him, but well done, mate. Got us a $20 winner. And what were you about to say? Yeah, we did pot him a little bit on last week's podcast. Not about his ability as a rider, but more so, more so uh, just the form that he's been in. And uh, he's certainly come out and won a couple of races over the last seven days. So he's certainly found a bit of form and uh, he'll take that into this weekend. Sorry, uh, listeners, the old microphone's playing up a bit here, I think. Try and get that out of there. Um, yeah, mate, what about Jackano in the Golden Rose? That was very impressive, wasn't it? Extremely impressive. I was on in secret, so, you know, but... Yeah, a fantastic run. It surprised me. I, I admit I just overlooked it. But, yeah, really good turn of foot. Whether that's Everest-worthy, I'm not sure. But why not take the gamble, I guess, if you own the horse? Um, not a whole lot to lose. And it, it was impressive from where it was. In secret, really good as well. So hasn't lost uh, any admiration from me at all. I thought there was a few really good runs in that. Yeah, absolutely. And there has been a couple of horses included into the Tab Everest for this year, this week. Uh, obviously, Jack and I off the back of that big performance in the Golden Roses joined in. And then uh, Shades of Roses signed up this afternoon to ride under Bonho's slot, I believe. So I guess the interesting runners in this year's Everest made are Shades of Rose and Overpass because I think they're the two that can potentially put a bit of pressure on Nature Strip and Eduardo up front, which uh, should make, make it to be a really fast run affair and give every horse their opportunity. Uh, we're going to go ahead and look at Ram. We can... Depends whether Rachel King's on, on either of those ones, mate, because she normally rides Shades of Rose and Overpass. So the way she's going, uh, whatever she's on, she'll pump into as much speed into the race as, as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's been uh, 
I've been a bit frustrated by a couple of her rides recently, as have yourself, mate. Oh, president, obviously. And then, um, you know, the ride on Supremo yesterday, no matter what anyone says, the horse was not given mm. any chance to win the race. It affected the uh, ability of a couple of other horses in the race. And uh, I know riders have to ride to the, uh, you know, sometimes the horses don't respond, but didn't look to me as though there was much effort to try and slow Supremo up yesterday. So uh, anyway, the stewards didn't see an issue with it once again. And uh, we play on into the weekend. Ramwick is going to be a heavy track, as we suggested. Uh, the rail is going to be at three metres. First couple of races we're going to look at is the, uh, you know, the first two-year-old race of the new season, the Breeders' Plate and the Jim Crack Stakes over 1,000 metres. Both of them are group three races. We'll start with the males first, mate. Um, obviously, the favourite is Physical Graffiti at $3.40. Uh, you got Empire of Japan and Tara Bow, two very nice trialists there at $4.2460. Mac 10, $6 and out of double-figure odds. Who did you like out of the trials in this bunch? Probably going to pass for this one, mate. Uh, I Yeah, I'm more keen to probably go in the second one. Have you got anything for me, though? Because I'll, I'll definitely follow you in. I uh, Well, look, we're going. We're obviously going to these two-year-old races. And as we mentioned before, with this heavy truck, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really hard to judge out of this race. I don't think you're going to even be able to take form mm. from these races. But with the Breeders played every year, I'm really looking for that. You know, forward cult looks really strong and really early, uh, really forward and, and um, built up at, a, at an early age to go go forward. And um, Empire of Japan thought he trolled pretty well there. He was slow out. Um, J-Mac obviously goes aboard, but just the way that he, he sort of glided around the corner, very big strides late in the piece, took a lot of ground off the rest of the field with ease. And I don't think he was fully asked for an effort. So he's the one that I wanted to sort of be with um, in saying that I'd like him to jump a bit more forward than he did in the trial. Tara Bow was in the, the last trial of the morning, and although that was a really impressive trial, but, um, you know, he's going to have to probably go at a bit of a slower tempo to run out a 1,000 metres on a heavy track, first career run, all of these off one trial. So uh, mm. I liked Empire of Japan, mate, but as I said, you know, you can't really push anyone into these races with much confidence. And uh, I do like one in the Phillies race as well, so I'm keen to hear if we're on the same horse. That being race two, 1,000-metre Group 3 Jim Crack Stakes. Um, obviously, once again, most of these fillies have had one trial, and here they are, and they're going to see uh, a very wet deck for the first time. Who did you lock in this one? Yeah, mate, no spoils the price, but I, I did like the trial of Perfect Proposal. Timmy Clark sticks, and just that change-up speed when asked. I, I know that at Ramwick or anywhere in New South Wales, more often than not, on the rail with Tim Clark, pretty happy with that setup. And it just responded nicely, kicked, and the Waterhouse bot style was on speed and they make them tough. So I think it had the, the measure quite comfortably of satin and silk, um, which I'd have a bit more of a break with them in the, in the market, in my opinion. So I know it's only $3, which is a risk in itself in, in a race with so many queries, but that did enough for me to bet into it. Who are you with? I, uh, I certainly had perfect proposal as one horse to follow out of the trials as well. I went with the uh, the stable mate, Sicilian. Uh, yep. Look, obviously, she found the fence in that trial, which is always handy for these two-year-old types. But um, I wanted J-Mac to stick from trial to race day, and he's obviously done that here. Um, obviously, different circumstances, jumping from barrier 12 instead of finding the rail. But, um, you know, I think she did her work pretty easily there. A couple of horses, you know, got onto her in the, in the straight and weren't able to overtake her and... Um, yeah, she was under, you know, pretty solid grip there. And I believe that, as I mentioned in my write-up for these two-year-old trials, 
I think Gabe might have picked up the phone and given J-Mac a call and said, look, I might have a horse for you here, so can you jump onto the trials? Because, uh, you know, I don't think it was a random selection of who rode what of those trials, and J-Mac was on Sicilian and did it quite easily. Um, but I think both of those horses will push forward, as will a few others, and it'll be a very interesting race. Um, but I am going to back my two out of those trials. I like backing these two-year-old races, and, and all, although we're on a heavy track, every horse is racing on the same surface, aren't they, for the first time? So I'll be around those two. Uh, race three, mate, is 1,600-meter benchmark 88. The current favorite is Mahagoni, um, last start winner of a midway event, which was a, a pretty pretty convincing win. Arnold is $5. Got Colino, $6. Hosier and Tamerlane, $7. Casino Kid, 10 And then, um, you know, get out at $26 and large odds the rest of the field. I'm pretty keen to stick with Casino Kid here, mate. $10 and $3 a place. I think it's a very good each-way uh, bet. Uh, he's a very consistent horse. He's been in the top three 17 times from 28 career starts. He comes here off a benchmark 78 win. Uh, then he was second to Niffler over the mile and went to Dubbo to win the cup. Uh, obviously, rock hard fit now. And he's that type of horse that takes a couple of runs to get fit. And then he really holds his holds his form, you know, and he, he runs. He can run a lot of races in one preparation. And I think the mm. trainer at times gets a bit, um, you know, overlooked. I mean, if Casino Kid was trained by Waller, he'd be $3.50 here. I've got no doubt about it. Um, yeah. No tempo is a slight concern because he goes back. However, I do think that we overplay that at times. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a testing mile with uh, heavy conditions, which he handles. He has a good turn of foot at the end of his races. And as for a couple of the other runners, Arnold, I'm unsure about on a heavy track, considering J-Max said he didn't handle the soft last time around. Mahagoni won well in a midway and has no weight, but he's a, he's certainly known as a bit of a non-winner that, you know, he comes off one win and Bless prefers dry ground. So, I think I'm going to take the 10 and three in that race. Uh, did you have an opinion? Yeah, I'm right with you, mate. I do believe Casino Kid's a good bet. And you summed it up perfectly. There's a few of these where the query's out. I don't think Arnold's quite as, as good as everyone's making it out to be. Unless it really needs a dry track. I, I would have liked to have seen a lot more last start. Margoni, same thing, mate. Three from 15. Uh, you've got Casino Kid who... I never thought I'd say it, but yeah, one of the most consistent horses going around, measured up in some massive races last prep. No problems with the form, beating Too Big Fari, who came out and ran really well the other day. So um, the form's been franked, and and I think it's I think it's the right way to go at the odds, mate. And yeah, it, it is a field where a few of these are limited. I, I don't think Arnold's as good as the hype has been, but happy to be proven wrong when back on a dry footing. But Casino Kid's a bet for me as well, mate. I, I agree completely with you. Yeah, totally agree regarding Arnold. I mean, he looks a nice horse. He's got a lot of ability and uh, whatnot, but it's just that Chris Waller horse that comes out, runs a big race, finishes second to Pizarro, then comes out first up, wins a, wins a maiden at Kemble Grange to a horse called Speak Now at $1.60 by two lengths, and next thing you know, everyone's hyping it up as the next big thing. You know, it just happens all the time. It's the Chris Waller factor, but um, hopefully Jan Bowen can get one over him on Saturday in race three for us. And Yeah, that's it. We'll head to race five now, mate, which is the Dulcify Stakes, over 1,600 metres. Uh, the favourite is Communist, $4. Flag of Honour in Williamsburg just behind at $4.50. Conqueror from the Wallace Stable is $8. Owen County, 12 Sinus, 12 and then getting out to some big figures. I really like to run uh, fresh of Flag of Honour. Um, I, I thought that uh, he got pretty far back, obviously, with coming from the wide draw, and Jason Collett was aboard, and he's known as a backmarker. Absolutely rattled home in fast sectionals just behind the winner. 
And uh, I know drawing in barrier one here is probably not absolutely ideal. However, with you going back aboard, I think they'll push forward. I think he'll absolutely relish the 1,600 metres. And he has that important tick to his name with a heavy eight victory. So we know he handles the wet ground. Um, a lot of these horses are probably unproven on it. Mm. And uh, from his last start performance, mate, you think that he's absolutely crying out for a hard run 1,600 and even more ground. So just from the barrier, I think you'll push forward, get his spot, and I think you'll be strong at the end of the race. I think the, the bottom horses in the market from seven down are probably the right price which means I'm, I'm sort of marking him up against the horses around him. And I think that he's, I think he's a really good bet at $4.50. What were your mm. thoughts? Yeah, I'm the same, mate. And I've been a fan of, I've been with Flag of Honor for its first two wins. So I've, I'm, um, I'm unbeaten on it. But what I like the most is uh, it, just this field. I do think this is another limited field. You go look through the form. There's not a whole lot going on here, even though it is a stakes race. I mean, Williamsburg has been okay without shooting the lights out so far. And uh, it is a bit of a drop in grade here. But I just want Bowman to be somewhat positive. The last thing I want is a day where a similar kind of vibe to, um, to I can't remember the name of it, but he got absolutely smacked for the ride. I just don't want a barrier one, five pairs back kind of thing. Um, if I was Chris Lees, I'd say to him, look, just just be one or two pairs back. Just Just push up. Like, even if it uses a bit of the horse's fuel early, find a prominent spot. If it's four or five pairs back, I'm not going to watch the rest of the race. It's not going to win. But I do think if he can settle somewhat close enough, uh, it's going to be extremely hard to beat. I like the form. I think it had the measure of a few of these. I think it had the measure of Williamsburg. And from barrier one, as long as Huey's somewhat positive, I think it'll win the race. I think the horse you're thinking of made is Frumos when uh, Huey Bowman went back yeah, to that day and uh, yeah. found a stuck in trouble. And it was um, yeah really damaging to my wallet as well. So thanks for reminding mm. me about that one again. Uh, but yeah, I think you can play probably two horses in the race, Flag of Honour and also Owen County. I really like Owen County. I think he's a Ramwick horse as well with the, the long straight. He's obviously going mm. from Canterbury which is a heavy track where he ran home well to now, um, you know, Randwick, that'll be really suitable for him. He's a very good each way price and he handles heavy ground. So Owen County's the other one. Uh, mate, race six is the daily flight stakes. Your girlfriend Fireburn is the favorite at $2.50 on the seven day backup. Probably very importantly gets the uh, heavy conditions as well. And she was obviously really super last start. Hasn't got the ideal barrier draw. Got Zugotcha. She's extreme, six fifty. Wolverines have also got time for it, $8.50. Uh, mate, throw us your, your thoughts here. Surely uh, you're, you're on the Fireburn bus here, are you? I am. And I, as I said last time, mate, I didn't see any any tips as whatsoever have it in their top four. Yeah, it ran fifth, so somewhat they were right. But, gee, his run was enormous. And uh, from where it was to where it got to, it, it just that wasn't the run of the race. And... If, as long as Abdullah can be in somewhat in, in striking range and we get into a heavy track, I think it's all over Red Rover. And as I've said from day dot, I think it's I think it's faster than She's Extreme. Always has its measure bar one run when it was just a dead set fence in run day. So I, I've always take Fireburn over She's Extreme. No knock on Zoo Gotcha. Got the job done for me as best bet. Uh, but I'm not too sure about that form just yet. I think Fireburn's got the runs on the board. I think it'll break the curse. And three from four at Ramwick, three out of four in the heavy. Looks the winner with even luck for me. Who are you with? I think there's three chances in this race, and it's Fireburn, She's Extreme, and uh, also Wolverine. 
reason being, Fireburn and Cheese Extreme got out of the mile last preparation and, and battled it out. Uh, Fireburn and Cheese Extreme both handle the heavy conditions. They come out of the Golden Rose, which has got to be the best form line for the race. Um, and then of the uh, the other fillies here, Wolverine, uh, I was really taken by her when I seen her in the mountain yard, first up and second up. I've been at both of her starts. And uh, both times I've just walked away going, she just needs a bit more ground and next start. And now she's ended up in a race like this. If it was a slightly better track than heavy, which, you know, if the rain completely misses somehow, we might get that. I think she's a pretty good each way price. Wolverine, I really like the type of horse she is. And think got a lot of time for her but i mean i yeah i think it'd be really hard to go away from fireburn and she's extreme here and everyone's sort of saying that it's a bad barrage off of fireburn but you know when has it been a negative at Ramwick to run down the outside lane on a heavy truck it never has been so she might even find the right lane there so i'm really excited for the race but um i think the favorite's going to be hard to beat as you said yeah, I do have respect for Wolverine. I'm, I'm glad you touched on it, but I don't think nine's bad at all for Fireburn. And at the end of the day, I'd rather it nine than one. And it's it when it it's most dynamic wins haven't haven't come from really low barriers. You know, when it when it smacked she's extreme, it was barrier five. Yes, the golden slipper was barrier one, but that just worked out to perfection. Um, so and barrier nine, it's one from before. So it's not as if it can't win from from that kind of draw. And if they are finding the outside lanes, we have heavy weather and they can run on. Good luck beating it. Yep, totally agree. Uh, we'll go to race eight, which is the Tab Epsom Handicap, 1,600 metres. It's a group one race. Uh, perennial place getter. Ice Bath is the favourite at $4. Hinged is 420 top ranked. 440 crosstalk at $7.50. Fangirl 950, Nimalee, and, and some very good horses down there at large, large odds of field. Uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts here, mate. You take us off for the winner. Not ice bath. And <laughs> it, like I, I'm seeing a lot about it on social media, how well placed it is. And I completely agree. You look at that J Mac, it's just behind Animo, uh, wet track, how it is in with the weights, it looks the winner. Bear in mind, how often does it look the winner? It's looked the, it's looked the winner. It's past 13 runs. It's been below $10. It's won once. So, so it's one of these horses, mate, where I cannot back on its strike rate. If it does win, I'm not going to sit there and go, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted I didn't back that because it's favourite and it's four from 35. So, you know, props to you if you can risk it. But for me, I'm, I'm going to take Hinged. I just believe there's not much between them. It's got more runs on the board. It's got more upside. And don't get me wrong, I'd love to own Ice Bath. Any any man would, or any any person would, sorry. Uh, but, geez, I, how many chances do you give it? And the amount of times that this thing goes close and it's 3 or $4 is just unbelievable. It's, uh, it's not a betting proposition for mine. But then again, I think it. I think it goes mighty close. I'm going to stick with Hinge, but I'm not going to bend into this too much, mate, because I do agree. Ice Bath's really well placed. Just don't know whether it should be favourite. And then you've got Top Rank, who was excellent last start. I know it's got big wraps, and of course Cross Talk. But then again, you've got King aboard, and King absolutely slaughtered Cross Talk's chances last time. And I just I, I couldn't back her at the moment. So for me, it looks does look between hinge and ice bath leaning with hinge just purely on the strike rate purposes and a bit better odds what about you mate well i agree with everything you're saying but i really do think this is ice bath race and i want to have yeah. two 
bets in the race. Um, you know, going through a lot of the runners, obviously, I think Ice Bath could potentially be in, in career best form at the moment. Obviously, this preparation, she was three lengths off Enemo first up. Then she had narrow defeats to Animal and Zaki leading into this race. Um, now gets, you know, arguably, you know, getting really fit and deep into the preparation. And if we can get that real heavy track, that's what I want. I want a real heavy truck 1600 meter race here, especially with crosstalk staying in the field. 54 and a half kilos and J-Mac going aboard. I just, I can't let her go around at four dollars without me. I know that, you know, she's probably going to be making a big run and there's going to be a horse or two in front of her and it's going to look like she's going to place. But I think this is the easiest race she's had for a fair time on paper. Um, there's a lot of really progressive horses here. There's a lot of horses that, you know, have sort of, you know, sort of shown a, plenty of ability and threatened to do big things, but they haven't. I think she's really well placed in this grade. And um, I think this is her Epsom handicap to lose. I think crosstalk, the uh, positive with going around crosstalk, crosstalk is that I think 1600 meters in a fast run race is going to really stretch her out. Um, you know, on her back, she's going to have, obviously, Ellsberg will push forward. Hinged will go forward. Nimalee will go forward from the wide gate. Well, I don't think there's going to be a stack of pressure. I think uh, Crosstalk will go that fast that with, the no, with no weight on its back that it's going to make it a really genuine run race, which will bring everyone into play. And from barrier seven, with those horses going forward, J-Mac will have plenty of options. So that's where I want to sit with uh, Ice Bath. And then uh, my thoughts on Nimalee I think she was really, really, really good last start or last weekend, actually, with the 58 kilos. Regan Baylor stays aboard. If she was drawn inside here, it would give her a bit of a softer run. But uh, I think that going on the seven-day backup now onto a wet truck is ideal. And she's the one of the large odds I want to have a little bit of a saver penny on just in case the result pans that way. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen on Ice Bath, mate. I think she's a really good bet at the $4. Fair enough. Good luck. And, and yeah, if it does pay off, well played. Um, positive is, mate, you, you're getting J-Mac, which is that's a, it's a really good push. It, it does look the winner. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. If it doesn't win this time, surely surely that's it. There's going to be a part of that race in the straight where I go, what have I done? But I'm just hoping <laughs> she gets that last 100 metres and it's a heavy 9 yeah. or 10. She'll absolutely yep. relish it. Race nine, you've got one for us. It's the 2,400-metre Metropolitan Stakes Group 1 race. Durston's the favourite, $3.70. La Donde Bay, $6. And you've got Stockman, Grove Ferry, $7.50. No compromise, $9. Who do you, who do you like in this race? Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm a Durston fan, but I found it when it was coming off the heavy tracks, and that was the reason why I got keen on it in the first place. So if we are dealing with heavy, I'm not going to be backing it as a favourite. You've got no compromise at, at $9 now, backed in from 13s. It's never missed a Quinella with barrier board. It's three from six over the trip, and it absolutely loves the heavy. So if we're dealing with the heavy conditions, it's going to be cop, uh, handling this better than any of these. So, And I know Stockman's another one that does love the heavy. So, yeah, mate, I think Durson's really vulnerable in this. If we do get really heavy, I, I believe it's way better on top of the ground, as we've seen with two dynamic wins and fantastic rides from J-Max. So I'm leaning towards no compromise at nice odds, but I could spec Stockman if it's really wet. Um, Durston, for me, I just want to see it on top of the ground. What about yourself? J-Mac on Ladon Devay in this race. He had absolutely no other option to ride any other horse looking at the weights. 56 mm. kilos and every other horse is real low. So he wouldn't have even had a choice about that horse. But um, now I found this a really tough race, mate. I've got a lot of time for Chalk Stream. Uh, I absolutely yep. hated the ride last start from Karen McAvoy. I thought it was one of the worst rides I've seen this year. Uh, you're in a staying race. If you're going to take off mid-race, you don't take off and then try and slow down. And 
I don't know what he was thinking, but he gave the horse absolutely none. And that tells me that, you know, if I just forgive that run, I know the first start, the horse didn't jump out of the barrier. So it would be absolutely wrong of me to tip the horse up with any confidence to people suggesting that, you know, he's going to peak. Um, and I know that there's all this talk going around about the Queen or now the King owning the horse and all that type of thing. But um, I'm going to have a little bit of penny on um, Chalkstream each way because I think that, you know, he's got ability. He's a nice stayer. Um, European stayer handles soft ground. If it stays in the soft seven range, I think he's a good chance. Drawn well. I just think Kathy needs to give the horse a quiet ride. You know, let him do his best work late instead of trying to do silly things like Karen McAvoy was trying to do last up. But yeah, no, I'd be absolutely lying to you, mate, if I said that I was going into this race with any confidence. I think it's a any horse's chances here. Yeah, I was on Chalkstream that race as well. I yeah, I'm I don't know. It's it was bizarre. If you're gonna go, you gotta go. Yeah. Um it was, it was, yeah, it was not a good ride. Even worse, I backed it to place and I thought, oh, you know, he's taken off and then the horse was on absolutely jelly legs for the last 200 metres and it yeah. took him to the line for the uh, horse to catch him and he runs four. So I was absolutely filthy about that, but that's racing. Mm. You don't win them all. Um, Flemington, mate, they're predicted to get onto a good four um, firm track. So really excited about that. Once again, we've got a two-year-old race to kick things off uh, over 1,000 metres, the Dali Maribyrnong Trial Stakes. I like the, uh, the favourite in this race. She's a filly, obviously a very expensive one, but I just love the jump out the other day. Um, I, I like the – she's drawn a little bit wider here, which is a positive generally down the straight. Had a really nice jump out under very, very light riding against the horse that's in this field, Mount Olympus. Um, just looked as though she was a really, really solid push-button type horse at a young age. So – um, yeah, I like what I saw there, and I know she has to beat the beat the male's um, first run of her career. But yeah, Jamie Carr sticks, solid tempo in this race. I like what I saw from the jump out. I'd love to see her let go, and uh, a thousand meters down the straight looks an ideal situation to uh, let the horse go and have her first solid hit out. So I'm having a few dollars on Charmstone at 370, um, and also obviously interested to see if uh, any horse puts their name up as a as a star in this race. Did you have anything in race one? Yeah, mate, I'm, I've got something on Char, uh, Charmstone as well at the moment. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And I think it had the measure of uh, one or two out of out of this field as well. And and Jamie can sort of just get it into its work. I'd rather a bit, drawn a bit wide than, say, barrier one and and sort of have, have to somewhat be prominent. So a lot to learn in the race, but I'm with you there. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be an interesting one, but I'll certainly be having to play in the first. Race three is the 1,600-meter tab Edward Manifold Stakes. It's a group two for three-year-olds, 1,600 meters. You've got one for us here. Who do you like? Yeah, and with Moko or Moko, if, if I was super keen on it when it resumed. I thought it was the biggest certainty I've ever seen, and just form-wise. And it was a really poor steer from Thornton. It just, it just took too long to, to get out and... I do think we'll get a guide on the form with Federation Rocks running tomorrow night as well. But you go have a look through its form, mate, and it's uh, in Sydney. It's it's run and beaten horses like Machalate and that kind of midweek Sydney form that that should hold up here. It's it's run well behind Williamsburg, who's been okay lately, but it, it's won some really handy races. So I do trust the New South Wales form. Jamie Carr aboard, 56 kilograms. She can just uh, sit somewhere just off the pace and get into its work. And I know it's a maiden, but that New South Wales open form, you go looking through this field, I do think that should be going mighty close in this field where, where a lot of these are a bit limited. So at the $12 mark, I think it'll get the right run in transit. Plenty of time to wind up on the wide track and I'm happy to have it each way. 
Yeah, I like Moco in this race as well, mate, for obvious same reasons that you said. I really like that Sydney form late in the first preparation mm. uh, for her. And obviously, they booked Jamie Carr here. But the real positive is she was able to get that 1,400 and 1,600 metre you know, distance range on a heavy truck. So we're going to be on the firm on the weekend. Second up, absolutely plenty of pace in this race. So, um, you know, mm. with that, knowing she's going to get the trip, Flemington straight should suit. And at the price, that's what I usually look for, you know, really good each way price. And yeah, good booking of Jamie Carr. So I'm on MoCo as well, mate. Uh, race four is the Furphy Rose of Kingdom Stakes. 1,400 metres, set weight and penalties. Group two race for four-year-old mares. Uh, Pride of Jenny's a favourite at 440 with yearning breathing down its neck. Uh, are you sticking solid with yearning or you like something else? Yeah, I've got to. And I know I got $31 last time and I was spewing about the, the ride. And oh, it, it should have won the race. It was in such a horror spot. And I know things will need to go right here from barrier one. And I know it was poor second and third up last prep. So there's a few question marks, but kept at the 1400, I think, is key here. I just think maybe it didn't see out the two trips it tried last prep. Maybe just 1400 is fine. Another thing is, and like I harped on with I'm Thunderstruck, if it wasn't Flemington, I wouldn't be taking yearning. But you've got a big, wide track. And just like Zara, uh, just like I'm Thunderstruck, it, it managed to get out even when so many people said it won't. It simply won't. Flemington is a big track. I'm, I'm trusting Thornton to have bide your time and just just be, be patient and get out. And all that needs to do is yearning, reproduce that first up run and good luck beating it. Form Frank last Friday in the Valley and... I just think that's the best horse in the race. You could back Fortunate Kiss uh, each way as well, which was behind yearning and had no luck and draws nicely. But it's 18 into nines and it's a good horse. It's one at Flemington. So I'm leaning that those two. Um, Odium, I just don't want to be reminded of the day it got beaten by Shout the Bar. Um, still haunts me. I don't know what's going on with that horse. It's it's had one run in the past year and a, and a half, year and a bit. So... If they back that in, that could be a danger. But, yeah, mate, I think you're earning really hard to beat. Just a matter of biding time, getting out. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to do the same, mate, but I'm terrified of barrier one. Mm. Um, I've, I've backed yearning from barrier one before, and it's 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 never a, it's never a good watch. So, But Damien Thornton rode a really well last start, so he gets a chance again. And uh, obviously a lot shorter in the odds, but, you know, I think it's an open race. Prior to Jenny, will be hard to beat. Race seven, yeah. 2,000 metre Turnbull Stakes, set weight and penalties, group one race. Um, gold trip is the favourite at 360. Dewis $5, Profondo 11. Who do you like in this race? Yeah, really good race. Um, I, I thought Gold Trip had its chance last start. I know the tempo probably didn't suit, um, but at the moment, for me with Gold Trip, it's all just a bit of hype. I need to see it come out and do something special. Joyce has. And not only has it done something special, it's done it third and fourth up. Forget its first and second up record. It's one from 10. It's just not a horse that flies fresh. But you go have a look, mate. It's one out of one at the track, winning the Australian Cup. It's two out of three third up. It's three out of five over this trip. Last prep, when it's, sec when it's uh, third and fourth up, it's blitz them in the Australian Cup beating Think It Over who's how much in this race and then wins the 10 cred stakes and one of the better wins I've ever seen by three and a half lengths, third and fourth up. It hasn't done a whole lot thus far, but it was lame last run and it's third up now at Flemington where it won the Australian cup. Good luck beating it. In my opinion, if gold trip can beat Joyce, I'll give it the respect. 
Uh, but at the moment, it's all a bit a bit of hype for me. It hasn't put away a race yet in Australia. I know it's only had two starts, but it's one from it's one from 13, uh, 12 thus far. I think Joyce will win the race, but I'm throwing respect to Profondo. I do think it's still a really good horse and surefire back on the dry ground is a threat to be reckoned with, especially with that Zaki form. So, yeah, mate, it's a really good race, but I don't see how they beat Joyce if it brings that Australian Cup run where it bit blitz, think it over. I just I just don't. I think I think it's going to be winning. Who do you think? I'm on Joyce as well for the exact reason you said. I think it's the best horse in the race. I know she's had issues first and second up, um, pulled up lame in one of those runs. I think it was last up, but given a little bit of time now, as you said, third up and, and fitter. And I think, uh, yeah, I think she's the best horse in the race and she needs 2,000 plus as well. So we get that here. I'll be having a, a little bit of pocket change falling out of the wallet there on Crystal Pegasus as well. Um, Pegasus is a dead set good tracker, mm. which we're going to get on the weekend. Dead set 2,000 meter horse. Draw midfield, $15 a place is absolutely outrageous. So I'll be having some money on that. Uh, running out of time here, mate, but we'll head to Morphville. You've got one for us. We're going from all these group races to a benchmark 60, over 1,400 metres, race nine at Morphville. Favourite is Stadium of Light. Is that who you're backing here or you like something else? No, um, you wouldn't believe it, mate. This horse in BM60, and if it can't put this race away, I don't know where to go from here, has a second to buy eight over in uh, England. So if it can bring that effort, it'll absolutely annihilate these. Uh, it's last run, it's, it was over 1100 just found it too short. It was $2.90. So it was backed in really well. But you go have a look at its first up run. When it first came uh, to Australia, it was 0.6 lengths away and it flew home. And everyone went, geez, back that next start, back that next start. Runs $2.90 next start and it was just plain as. I know it's been poor again when a heavy track and then again on the synthetic. And it's always been very short. Back onto finally some somewhat good softish ground. I'm giving it one more chance. 61 kilograms that ran second to buy aid. It's 60.5 here in a BM60 at Morfittville. We get $8.50. If it can find that buy aid run, they won't know which way it went. I'm happy to take the risk at those odds. It hasn't started below $5 in Australia, bar its debut. Uh, now we get a big price. So it's one of those things, mate. It's, it's take on trust, but I genuinely believe that's a really good price for a horse that's run second, potentially the best horse in the world. Yeah, totally fair enough, mate. I'll be uh, really deep on the beers on Saturday, heading down the coast, getting ready for the uh, Eels grand final victory on Sunday with a couple of mates. So uh, late in the mm. piece, I'll be diving into Kamachi down at uh, Morphaville. Uh, quickly before we finish up, my best bet for the weekend or on Saturday's ice bath in the Epsom. I think she's really well placed this time around and deserves to be favourite. I think she's going to win with J-Mac aboard and I hope we get more rain on the day. And Casino Kids, my value bet for the weekend, $10, $10 win, $3 a place. Uh, what about yours? Yeah, and, and a good thing as well, it's $3 if anyone's with blue bet. I don't know if we're allowed to promote this, but $3 for its run top two. So not a bad shout there for Ice Bath. I think that's a pretty good bet. I do think it'll run top two. Uh, look, mate, I'm going to go with uh, Kamachi. I, I genuinely believe that by aid form's unbelievable. I know it's been poor... It's past two runs, but that Australian debut wins this race within ease. You get $9 to have a try. That's my best bet. Best each way, I'm going to go with a genuinely wet track, no compromise. Uh, Berry just gets along with the horse. It'll handle the wet. I think Durston will, will blow like 
a Tasmanian gale if uh, <laughs> if we do get a wet track. I just don't think it's a I don't think it's a horse that wants to toe in the ground. That's why I genuinely it became dynamic again and became on the radar. Once a good track, I wouldn't be surprised if it's scratched. So yeah, mate, no compromise and probably a spec on Stockman as well. So good luck, punters. That's everything, Mike. Thanks for listening, punters. Unfortunately, we've lost Brycey there. Um, the recording cut out a bit, but I hope everyone has a great weekend, finds plenty of winners, and up the mighty Parramatta Eels. Cheers, guys.